0: What is up, everybody? Thank you all for joining me on the latest Mordcast, part of the CSG Network. I'm of course, your host, Jeff Morton. Um, somber uh, CSG today, as I'm going to be doing the first half of this, I'm going to be talking about uh, the passing of the late, great Bill Russell. And then the second half, I'm going to be talking about uh, the MPJ videos and um, how our... Um, Perception of things is uh, throwing things askew, but I really do want to talk about Bill Russell. Um, Bill Russell was simply put the greatest winner in professional sports, if if that is a metric that you value. Um, Bill Russell, in a time where there weren't many black men in the NBA, excelled. Um, he excelled not only there, but in his last couple years he was a player coach he did everything that red arbuck uh his coach the general manager and whatever at uh in the celtics he did whatever was needed and asked of him and more Uh, bill russell was a, a defensive player's dream um he did the he did the blocks that uh, he, he'd like to come down with, you know uh, Think of the uh, Lafonso Ellis block in 1994 um, and think of someone who just did that routinely. Um, Bill Russell was a one of a kind. Um, Bill, Bill Russell did Bill Russell did what is really hard to do and it was to be a consistent winner. Even within the league that at that time I think only had eight teams, eight, and then it expanded in the late sixties to ten, I think. But this was a uh, this was a a player who was simply put the greatest winner in 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 all of professional sports, and we have not seen the likes of that since he retired uh, and stopped playing in nineteen sixty nine. He moved on to coaching and wasn't tremendous as a coach. Um, His uh, time coaching the Seattle Supersonics in the 70s wasn't tremendous. But he um, excelled in other ways. And I think when you talk about Bill Russell, the first thing you should talk about, other than the fact that he was the greatest winner in professional sports, was uh, he gave... um, in a city he gave his all to a city that didn't give their all to him uh the tales of what um bill russell and his family endured in uh boston in the 60s is is uh stuff of like uh, it it's horrific um the racial taunts the slurs all that stuff for a city that he did nothing but bring championships to. And it was a weird relationship. Um, and there are people who would describe him in, specifically in this time as angry, which is always a per- pejorative. I um, the, if I, I obviously never saw him play. Um, uh, I was born nine years after he retired. So, uh my frame of reference is completely through history. And history looks at Bill Russell in a way that um uh should be more of an emphasis on what he was doing for civil rights in the 60s. Um his the the, the NBA wasn't the bastion of progressive politics. In the 60s, that it is now. It was, it, in fact, the NBA of the 60s had the same problems that other sports leagues did. It was rife with discrimination, um, some of the players having to go to places that they were, uh, that racial taunts hurled at them. Um, Bill Russell went through hell, but he never gave up his dogged determination to improve the lives and livelihoods and just way of being for African-Americans in this country in a way that I don't think it has been totally appreciated in the way that it should. Um, He was a leading voice uh, in the sixties of getting that back Getting, or at least beginning, the progress of getting that back for uh, African Americans in this country, despite what he endured when he was in Boston, it is something as it is a history that isn't necessarily um, wonderful for that for the city in Massachusetts. Um, He gave uh, dignity uh, in all aspects. And oftentimes, in 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 to people who didn't deserve his his dignity, the, there's no way I can express to anyone because I I've I haven't experienced systemic racism because I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a white person. I I've I haven't gone through like anything like that. I can only glean from tales and learn from history. And, you know, quite frankly, I don't think uh, no one should go through what Bill Russell went through in the 60s. Um, While he was on road trips, his family would endure racial slurs and uh, uh, be threatened. And it it was, it just, why? And um, he handled that as best a man could. You know, there's a uh, someone a quote. I'm trying to I want to attribute it to uh, uh, the the actual author, but I don't remember. But it was something along the lines of: someone comes up to your face and calls you a motherfucker. It's really really hard to hold back and hold your dignity and hold uh, everything that is true about you, hold to, to 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 your heart. Um, Bill Russell did that and more. Bill Russell was the greatest winner in professional sports history, but he was one of the, if not the, one of the most consequential human beings in professional sports history, a man who did so much for civil rights in this country by leading and by showing an example and doing absolutely everything he could short of lifting the world on his back like Atlas to improve the lives, the livelihoods and the way of being for African-Americans in this country. Um, I never went through the sixties. I don't, I don't have a frame of reference for what it was like, but I can only imagine that it was horrific. And it wasn't just in Boston that this happened to Bill Russell. It it was all over, um, and there was a moment of of absolute uh, clarity, I think, from him when um, um, uh, Martin Luther King was shot, and he's like, "Why are we? Why are we playing these games?" And it, it's it's kind of like one of the, like the uh, a moment that happened with my Milwaukee Bucks in the bubble like I, it, the, you, there there's only so much there's only so much you can do as an individual but as a collective you can do a lot and bill russell was asking the question what are we doing here why why are we playing these games and it was a question that no one, i don't think anyone other than bill russell could have asked and be listened to he um simply put his the maybe the greatest example of a human being that we've had pass through professional sports, and was an absolute ambassador for the sport, regardless of the era. I never heard Bill Russell complain about other eras. I am one. I'm, I'm. I. am I. You. Anyone who's listened to this podcast, you know that I, I probably have been guilty of that. Um, you know, Bill Russell. At eighty in his eighties never did that he he treated all the incoming NBA players with a great great dignity and it is just awful awful that he had to endure that but he did it and got he got a uh was part of the group of hardworking And extremely dedicated people in the 60s who were able to advance civil rights in ways that you hadn't seen before. Bill Russell was a better human being than he was a basketball player. And he was a damn good basketball player. Well, now, I'd like to talk to you about Blanchard Family Wines, located between 18th and 19th, and Blake and Wazine, beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the Dairy Block. They're always online at bfwdenver.com. Uh, they no longer have the 2017 Cabernet, but they do have the. Uh, uh, Blake Street blend, which is very, very good. Uh they've got some Malbecs, Syrah's, you know, uh, Merlot's, any any of those reds you're looking for. They also have the m- entire array of white wines. So if you're into that, get yourself a white wine. They even got roses. Um, they got Western Slope Partnerships, which um are are very, very nice, very, very delightful. Um I would suggest going in and, and trying those out. Um, but uh look, you go to bfwdenver.com. I think they still are have some of the uh, the uh, bottles of the 2017 Cabernet left, but they're very limited. Um, but don't don't quote me on that. Um, But they'll have other varietals coming out here soon um, that uh, will be great for you to try out. Uh, Once again, they're located between 18th and 19th and Blake and Wazie, in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado. Just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block. They are always online at bfwdenver.com. When you go in or you talk to them, tell them Jeff Morton from CSG Podcast sent you. All right, uh, this week, I think it was, what was it, Thursday. We got the first uh video of Michael Porter Jr. playing some pickup. Um aside from doing some pregame stuff, it's been uh several months since we've seen him. I think it was December or no, 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 November. It was nine games in where he is uh saw action and then it's uh been since he was doing his rehab where we've seen him shoot at all. Um, that was a positive sign, and I think that uh, it was good to see. And then there, there was another video released that was a little more of that uh, that workout he was doing. But I think, you know as the as the Porter Whisper, as the Michael Porter Junior. Whisper, I should say that I am uh, a little. I've always been a little perplexed at the discourse on him because I think it's uh, kind of insane to blame someone for the contract they signed. Um, but I think that there is a um, an interesting dichotomy that has been caught up with him specifically and he because he says absurd things um that we tend to you know not take him seriously but there's one thing about mike that is undeniable and it's that he loves basketball and uh that love of basketball is you never doubt it so of the variables that you have to account for with michael porter jr it's just whether he can play or he can't that's it Okay, either he's healthy enough to play, or he's not, and those those things should be comforting to people, because no contract is untradeable in the NBA. Russell Westbrook has been traded several times. Okay, um, it is it is not a, a matter of being saddled with someone. The optimally for the Nuggets fans is, and you should be hoping this is that he comes back, he's healthy, he's able to play uh, between sixty and seventy games this year and uh, contributes to this team because he makes this team infinitely better. Uh people are kind of counting on just Jamal this year, which is insane to me. Um Jamal is probably going to take a lot longer to round in the shape than Mike. Um they don't run the same position, they don't do the same jobs. The Nuggets have my MPJ just run you know, dribble hand, dribble handoffs and, you know, stand in the corner, catch and shoot, blah, blah, blah. Um, That's the way they use him in this offense. I think that's kind of a disservice to his skill set, but I think that that is the way they choose to, to choose to use him. So his ability to come back is going to be almost entirely based on how he's feeling and uh, whether his shot's falling, right? I don't need him to become, um, Bruce Bowen on defense um, I th- And anyone who thinks that And anyone who wishes that he was like A two-way player like that Needs to like erase that shit From their head right now um, You just need him to get Better But you don't need him to reinvent Michael Porter Jr. That is not why Michael Porter Jr. is on this roster My- Michael Porter Jr. is on this roster Because he is an elite offensive player we need to stop trying to make everyone two two way players okay they just need to not be embarrassing on defense that's it that is absolutely it okay so um we come back and we hope and and, and like look these videos that were released were good like the closeouts um were very encouraging um uh, there are some hard closeouts i uh i was very encouraged by that particular thing was that uh, there was uh, the first video that came out on Thursday night. Um, the guy who was guardian, it was a hard closeout. It wasn't, it wasn't a cheapy closeout, you know, like an NBA guy. I don't want to touch him. It was a real closeout. And uh, that was really encouraging. Um, and, and how MPJ handled that, that was great. And I think that's really, for me, It's all I really need to see. Um, I don't need to see him, uh anything else from him because at least that is encouraging. And that's all we need to see. We don't need to see anything else. We need to see just him being able to get up the shots that he gets up. And that was very, very, very encouraging to see. I was, I was chuffed as the uh British would say. Um, so yeah, the binary here is just that people need to chill. Um, we place too much emphasis on a player whose skill set makes the Nuggets elite. Um, And we try, we project, uh, we, we hear the coach talking and Michael Malone is always going to default. We say he defaults to defense, but it's a very specific kind of defense that he defaults to. Um, My philosophy has always been this. If you're going to have a relatively okay team, or if you're going to have a contending team, you're not going to have to have every player be lockdown defenders because you would be awful offensively. You would be devoting all your time and energy to defense and you would be you would be like the 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 97 Knicks or something like that, right? Um a team that famously could not shoot. Um so you need to have if you have an elite offensive team, you just need them to be good enough, okay, and play defense at the right times. Okay, and I think that is the skill that all the Nuggets players need to learn, not just MPJ. Um, so, well, at least that's what I'm looking for here. Uh, I was going to, th- I was gonna, I kind of put out on Twitter that I was going to do a, a, a deep dive into these videos. I, I there's nothing to deep dive into, <laughs> but uh, it was it was good to see, and I think all Nuggets fans should be encouraged by what they saw. Um, it was an active, engaged, and um, I, I, the tips. though. I mean, Mike. What. This isn't 2002, okay? Um, You're not Justin Timberlake. Um, Please, please get rid of the frosted tips. That's It's not good, okay? All right. Well, thank you all for joining me on the latest more Casper of the CSG Network. I'll be back soon with another episode. Goodbye. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger.